This is the second time I'm recording today's episode. And honestly, I love you guys so much. And that's why I'm doing that. The first time I recorded this episode, guess what? I did not put on my audio. So it was just a video with no audio. And I'm like, what? <laughs> I don't want to curse over here. But honestly, I was like, you know what? Until next week. But then I thought about it again. There are people out there who are going to be learning from this message. And so for them, do it one more time. And I'm glad that I listened to that inner voice and I recorded this episode. And so in return, I need you to subscribe. I need you to like, I need you to share with your friends. I need you to kind of go all out with me, leave a great review. And that will be your own way of telling me thank you. Because honestly, recording these things are not easy at all. I will share that with you. It is not easy at all. You have to think of what you want to say. You have to ensure that you're in the right frame of mind. And then you kind of start recording and things just go off and, you know, you have to go all over again. And I am so big on giving back to, you know, the community. I want you guys to be successful. I want you guys to be exceptional. That's the reason why I've created this podcast, the Exceptional Scrum Master Podcast. It is for people to be exceptional. And so everything that will help you guys get there is what I'm all about. And if it means that I have to re-record an episode because I forgot to put on my audio, I will do that. But in return, please like, subscribe, share leave a positive review and, you know, just keep watching and keep listening. Hi guys, welcome back to another episode of the Exceptional Scrum Master Podcast. My name is Yinka and I remain your online Agile coach. In today's episode, I'd like to share some tips on Agile estimation. Now, one of the most challenging Agile practices out there for many teams is estimation. Many Agile teams find estimation challenging, and that's because many times organizations always hold these teams by the truth when they give a number to these user stories. And so it becomes really overwhelming for many Agile teams that they do not want to get things wrong, and so they hate estimation, right? And also, many times, it's not their fault. Sometimes they don't have enough information to be able to estimate, and so it's really difficult for you to give you know, a very close estimate to the task ahead of time. But I'm hoping that at the end of today, as a Scrum Master, you'll be able to learn from these tips that would help your team start to love estimation. So let's get started with this. Now, my very first tip when it comes to Agile estimation is this. I want you to take Agile estimation just as an estimate because that's what it really is. It's an estimate. It's not a death sentence. It's not something that you need to hold your team's back the trope. Sometimes they're going to get it right. Other times they will not get it right. And that is absolutely okay. There are many times in your personal life that you thought it would take 10 minutes for you to do a task. And in reality, it took you about 20 minutes. Did you kill yourself? No. So why should you be so hard on your team just because they didn't finish a story. Rather than being so upbeat about it, try to get to the root course. Is this something that is happening over and over again or it's just, just a one-time thing? If it's a one-time thing, then get over it. Now, if this is something that happens over and over again, then you can get to the root course and find out what the real issue is. But remember, the agile estimation is just an estimate. We're trying to estimate the effort that it will take for us to complete our user story or a product backlog item. 
It's an estimate. It's not an absolute. Okay. Now, the second tip I like to share with you is this. Do not equate story points to hours, right? One story point does not mean one hour. One story point does not mean one day. They are two separate concepts. Now, you could decide to estimate using hours and weeks and months, whatever that is. Or you could choose to estimate using story points and relative sizing. The story points help us to relatively compare the task that we have. So if we have five tasks to do, we pick the first story and we check out the effort required to complete this task and we assign a value to it, three. And then we take a look at the next story and we compare to this first story. Is this story bigger than this other story? Is it smaller? And based on that is how we assign those numbers. If it's bigger, then it can't be a three, right? It'll be a five. If it's much smaller, then it can be a three, right? It'll probably be like a two or a one. That is how those numbers work. So they have nothing to do with, oh, one story point is one hour. One story point is one day, right? It doesn't work that way. And I think that's one of the co confusion that a lot of scrum teams come to face because then they take one story point as one day. And so if you don't finish this work in one day, everyone's looking at you and like, what are you doing? Right <laughs> now, it's possible that over time, if you realize that every time we pick one story, it always takes us about a day to finish. That is fine. But that's still a different concept than saying that one story means one day or one story means one week. Right. It's different when you understand that, oh, on average, anytime, and that's you making use of historical data. On average, we notice that our one story points usually takes us about a day or less. We notice that our two and three story points usually takes us about two days or less, right? That is a different concept, but that's not you saying absolute that one story point means one hour or one day, okay? So if a story point is one story point, or if a team assigns one story point, that does not mean that's going to take them one day or one hour, right? The story points that we assign to this user stories are Fibonacci numbers, and we use them in relative sizing. We use that to basically compare the effort that it would take for us to complete one story over the other. It has nothing to do with hours or time. Estimating in time, hours and weeks is completely different, and that is different from using story points or relative sizing to estimate your task. So never equate those to be the same. Now, the third tip that will make estimation a lot easier for your team is coaching your team to break down their work into smaller pieces. When we break down work into smaller pieces, we gain clarity over that task and it becomes easier for us maybe to estimate how long it's going to take for us to get to our final destination, right? When we have a big chunk, even the fact that it's so big, it becomes so overwhelming that we don't know how long it's going to take and we're just going to give it a random number. And so that random number is so far from reality. And that's because we haven't done the due diligence to actually break down that work into smaller chunks that becomes more manageable for us to be able to understand. Now, another tip I'd like to share with you is this. Make your team understand that it's okay for story points value to change. Now, let's assume that during refinement session, maybe a few weeks ago, they estimated a task to probably be like a five-story point or a three-story point, right? And during planning, when they were about to pull in the work into the springs, 
they realized after they gained more information that the effort required is much bigger. And so this story is going to move from a three to a five or a five to an eight. That is absolutely okay. Remember my first point, story points are not a death sentence. They're not cut in stone. It's just an estimate. And sometimes we might not have all of the information to help us estimate properly. And as more information is found, we then reevaluate what the effort is, and then we can then assign a new value to it. So it's absolutely okay if your team changes the value that they assign to a story point just before they started working on that task. Now, sometimes you might even say, oh, but my team member, or rather a member of my team, changed the story point right in the middle of the sprint. Now, sometimes that may happen, and it's not the worst thing that could happen in the world right? Because at that point in time, maybe when that member wanted to start working on that work, he realized that there was so much more to do and, you know, communicate with the team hence the reason why they needed to change that value. Now, the most important thing for you to do at that point in time as a Scrum Master is for you to make your team take a look at the entire backlog, right? The spring backlog in this situation, right? Based on the you know, this new information where you realize that you have to kind of increase the estimate to this task. Do you think that increasing this has any consequences on the rest of the work? Do you think we need to pull out anything from this backlog? Do you think we need to reconsider the rest of the work? Do we think that the spring goal will be affected? Those are the questions you need to ask. So that depending on the response you get, you then know how to advise your team to you know, to take on their next step. There might be a need for the product owner to come and reevaluate the work and help them reprioritize based on this new discovery. There's a possibility that even though they increase that story point, that they're still okay and they're able to complete the entire task, right? But your job as a Scrum Master is to ask those right questions because when you ask the right questions, you get your team to start thinking in the right direction that can help you guys to then solve problems. Now, if your team goes ahead and says that, yeah, it's fine. I think we can still complete the work. And at the end of the sprint, they don't get to complete it. Then you have learned that the next time this happens, we're going to handle it a bit differently because now historical data shows us that whenever we have a change in our efforts, Many times we don't get to complete the other tasks. So it's better for us to then evaluate whether we need to pull something out to allow us to still achieve our sprint goal, right? But you can't just right from the start, you know, tell them that, no, you can't change it. Because in reality, even if they don't change that number, it's not going to change the effort that is required for them to do the work, right? You guys need to understand the story point is just a story point. It is used for planning purposes. Outside of that, it's useless. So even if you tell me that, oh, you can't change your story point, I am not going to magically finish this effort any quicker because I just told you that I realized it's going to take me more time, right? So that's why you get to understand that there's really no value in you arguing with your team and telling them not to change the value because at the end of the day, I'm still not going to run faster, right? I'm not going to run faster than myself. I'm still going to finish the task when I believe that I can finish the task. Now, another tip I like to share with you is this. Story point is for planning purposes, right? 
we use it to achieve our velocity and velocity is also for planning purposes so that we're able to determine when we're going to complete our project, complete the, build out the product or, you know, build out a feature. The story points outside of planning is useless, right? What you want to focus on as a Scrum Master is the value that is realized at the end of the sprint, okay? So at the end of the day, no business cares about 30 story points or 40 story points or 50 story points. What does that mean? At the end of the day, they care about the output, right? So let's assume that your team pull in five stories at the beginning of the sprint. And at the end of the day, the goal of those five stories was to build a homepage. At the end of the sprint, the one thing the business cares about is the homepage that was built. They don't care if that homepage is 30 story points or 20 story points. That's none of their business. What they care about is they told me that our homepage will be ready in two weeks. Did I get it in two weeks? Now, as an agile team, we are able to determine that that homepage will be ready in two weeks because we kind of estimate it and that's how we make use of our story points. But that's something that we need internally as a team. Outside of our team, it makes no sense. It has no value. And that's how you need to see it. And when you see story points and estimation for really what they are, you will not stress your team so much about it, which then makes it easier for them to understand the concept and it makes it easier for them to be able to estimate the work. Also, as a Scrum Master, you also need to coach your organization, whether it's the, you know, it's the program you're supporting, the managers, let them understand what agile estimation really is so that they're not, you know, just drowning the truth of these team members and making them, you know, have sleepless nights over their estimates and holding them accountable for every tiny thing that they do. Let them understand what estimation is and let them understand that estimation is not absolute, okay? Now, another tip I like to share when it comes to estimation is this. Ensure that you're involving your entire team in the estimation process. Don't let a product owner estimate on behalf of the team. Don't let a tech lead estimate on behalf of the team, or maybe one architect or somebody outside of the team estimating on behalf of the team. Let it be a combined effort of every member on the team. That is the best way to estimate because then everyone brings their skill set, everyone brings their perspective, there is clarity, we have these conversations, and we're all on the same page. That is how to help your team improve when it comes to estimation. Everyone doing the work has got to estimate and not just somebody you know, deciding on behalf of the team. All right. That's not how we work. So hopefully if you're able to make use of these tips, you would improve the chances of your team loving how they estimate. Also, another tip I'd like to share with you is this. Always encourage your team to re-estimate regularly, right? There's some times that they might have picked up certain tasks maybe early on in the project, maybe like a month or two months away, and they didn't have all of the information when they actually estimated the work. As they get closer and when they actually want to pick up that task, always encourage them to kind of review the work and ensure that they still have all of the information and their estimates are accurate. Now, this increases the chances of them having the right estimate as they go into the sprint and it kind of reduces the chances of them kind of like changing their estimates or them not completing that work. So always ensure that they get that time to, to re-estimate where possible before they actually pick on the task. So that way we're able to improve the way we work and we're able to like, you know, 
finish up our sprint goals and be able to get really better at the way we estimate and complete our task ahead of time. Now, I hope that these tips have helped juggle your memory where you're now in a better position be able to understand how agile estimation works and now you can coach your team in the right direction. Now, I know that this is just about 13 minutes. And so if you want a deep dive into agile estimation where you want to understand everything about agile estimation from, you know, the Fibonacci numbers to the story points to the estimation tips, how you use them, how you plan, how you plan for your capacity and how you break down your work and everything that has to do with estimation. I have a workshop that would answer all of your questions. It's about two hours where we take a deep dive into agile estimation. So if you love this topic and you want to go further down into this topic, click on the link in the description and you get direct access into the course right away. Thank you so much for spending another time with me. I hope you had a great time just like I did. And thank you guys so much. And I'll catch you in the next episode.